Hello again, Dave. Ian. Um, and we've lured someone else into our virtual hey. blanket fort. Talon Homer, uh, freelance auto writer, photographer, video editor. Welcome to Apex Jason. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So um, we kind of reached out to you because uh, you had put something up on Twitter um, mm. uh, saying that you were embarking on a new project that we thought was pretty exciting and kind of up our alley. Um, you are doing a new series on uh, movies that feature cars in a significant way. You want to talk mm. a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. So it's called drive-in theater like you know like drive-in but also driving it's a double entendre i'm obsessed with those honestly Every, everything's <laughs> got to be like a pun with me but yeah okay. it's um it's uh got uh i'm f like three and a half episodes this deep three and a half episodes deep at this point uh three are already uploaded four is in the works i've already recorded that one in the process of editing it so first three episodes we got too fast too furious we got the love bug remake are you familiar with that one uh, is it... this is with lindsey lohan correct no 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 it's with uh bruce campbell it was oh it's a, wait evil it's dead bruce campbell <laughs> yes it's a tv movie from 1997 that premiered on the abc network what okay it's, completely awful but yeah you can check out that episode if if you want to know more about that and then the third one was the nick cage uh gone in 60 seconds and then uh number four coming up will be torque which is uh, yeah. have you seen that no i i'm a big fan of the uh how did this get made podcast where they talk about bad uh, movies and sure um, we'll on there yes oh adam scott is that's is that the yeah, movie he's yeah. in? Yes, I, yeah. I love that guy. And he went on the show to talk about how bad it was. Yeah, okay. Oh, I gotta listen to that. I sh probably should have listened to that before I did the episode, but yeah, that is just, it's like a knockoff of the Fast and Furious, but with bikes and whew, Yeah. Oh, I stinker. remember that. See? I didn't realize Adam Scott was in that. Now that I know yeah. that like the stage gate, it, like you're allowing like bad movies as well, yeah, it, oh, like RIP to your inbox from me. Fun. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. That's great. I always need more suggestions and whatnot. But um, yeah, but yeah, Adam Scott and this like other lady I'm not too familiar with. They like play, they play FBI agents in that movie, yes. but it's like hilarious because they look like college students. <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes zero sense. They're like, it's. I don't know. It's like a whole bit they do because, like, they they walk onto the scene and whatever cop on the crime scene is like, "You're FBI agents." It, <laughs> yeah, he's like wearing like a blazer over a t-shirt, and the lady has like pink cornrows with like a Matrix leather jacket. <laughs> yes. All right. What's so funny about that is that Adam Scott wouldn't be a convincing FBI agent now. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, he looks the same now, except he's got like frown lines. That's pretty much the only difference. <laughs> right, right. That's bizarre. This is an excellent idea for a series. Like, what brought you to this? Like, what kind of what fired these synapses to create this? Uh, I mean, I'd I'd like to say like it was hundred percent just creatively shooting out of my head, but not really. I mean, most of what I like to watch on YouTube is like really like in depth, 
uh, kind of reviews or essays on media and things like that. So I thought I would take a crack at it myself. And then, you know, there's plenty of like brilliant people that I mostly interact with on Twitter, but who, you know, do auto writing, do, uh, you know, their own shows to this effect. And I figure I could bring them into the fold and hopefully, uh, you know, we make something entertaining. Yeah, no. Yeah. And I think it's good too, because everyone in who's into cars and, and that sort of stuff has some like secret, like in-depth knowledge of one of these pieces of media, right? Like, mm, yeah. the The story that I always like to tell is it's not cars, but it's kind of adjacent to this. Is uh, um, when I was like ten years old, ten eleven, uh, I had two VCRs in the house, and um, I made what nobody calls the Ian cut of <laughs> Top Gun, which was all of the fighter jet scenes and no storyline whatsoever. <laughs> wow. So did you did you just do like play, record, stop? Yes. That just to, yes. Wow. Like yeah. Ian's lo-fi supercut of Top Gun. It was like 10 minutes of fighter jets flying around and one person <laughs> flipping the bird and then like that's the whole movie. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I mean if you could put that on YouTube nowadays it would probably get some views. Yeah. I know. Of all you the, the shit that my mom kept in mind that has not surfaced yet, but I Fire up iMovie buddy. We need to see this magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you have you seen that uh that Van Halen Dreams music video that's just like Blue Angels footage like with the music playing on top of it? It's so lazy. It's <laughs> no, but that's just... the music doesn't surprise me. Somebody got paid half a million dollars to make that. Yes. I had to edit that little bit of sound out. <laughs> Sorry. No problem. No problem. As long as you're not suffering an, through an earthquake right now. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. You know, you know that Van Hagar song, Dreams? It's it's just that song playing right. over jets. Just, and they use, I feel like they use the, the same shots like over and over too, because they probably didn't have enough to fill like five minutes. They like mirror one of the shots, <laughs> all the letterings backwards. <laughs> yeah, no, I, best. I, like so, uh, movies, cars, like, like a lot of these like stand out. Like you were saying, Ian. Like there's like one thing that like kind of typically resonates. Somebody is like kind of that secret knowledge holder. Like I like the first thing that comes to my mind is like why the Audi RS8 of or RS6 Avant in the movie Layer Cake was like the perfect car for that main character, right? And like like that, Layer Cake. Um there was a yellow Range Rover in it as well. It was like a it, what movie is that? I don't really recall. It was a gangster yeah. flick from like 2006ish. Yeah, it, it was Eight? one of those uh it was it was 2004 and it has Daniel Craig in it. There, I'm, yeah. I've, I'm a fast Googler. Yeah, and it. it's um it was one of those ones that kind of came out uh, in the early 2000s that like there was all those like indie crime heist movies that yeah, came at, out after like post Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those I've never seen it. Dave brought it up to me before. He was like, "I'm gonna suggest Layer Cake to to Talon when we were talking about your tweet." 
And I thought he was talking about Short Bus, which is a very different movie and does not feature any cars or car chases. So I was very confused. (laughs) Yeah, like I just want to talk about On Golden Pond with someone. (laughs) There's a boat in that one. (laughs) And I have thoughts. Yeah. No, but like the, 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 can, like what car folks can pick out of a movie that just happens to feature uh like a yeah. car like i there was one of those really bad um uh christian movies with nicholas cage where he played a pilot and he drove a yes left behind and he drove a sod 93 convertible like one of the really bad ones like the era you had ian and like the most unrealistic thing about the movie is that that car starts every time Nicolas Cage tries to start it, you know, well, that that may have been his actual car, because I know I know he's featured like his own cars in plenty of movies because he ah. has a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, OK. I, I saw a little tidbit about uh, in that that like terrible, like 2010, like Sorcerer's Apprentice Disney flick. Okay. Nick Cage in it. Yeah. He has like a Rolls Royce in that movie, but that was Nick Cage's actual car. <laughs> He's like, Bap, screw you, art director. I've got my own. Like, this is in exactly. his rider. Yeah. Yeah. And like the TVR that he has is broken down. So he can't like push that onto set. So he's got to find something <laughs> else. Right. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. No, like, this is a, a fascinating project. Yeah. Um, yeah. It sounds like you're having an awesome time with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's a lot of editing, but it, the recording is is plenty fun. Then you know, afterward, it's like, oof, I got to do the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have big ideas like that too, and then um, it usually falls to Dave to actually like put the thing together. And I'm like, how's that going? I we wrote a great script and had fun shooting. Are you done yet? And it's like, no. for a very long time and i hate you now i never i didn't go to school for film editing i'm not great at this stuff yeah (laughs) i'm learning premiere as i go yeah 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 which speaking of kind of a tangent but i've also also been uh doing just like kind of like a gameplay type videos as a like side piece to this okay uh like specifically for racing games and it's it seems like it's something so easy uh, mm-hmm. until you actually do it. Like it's just like I'm gonna play a game and I'm gonna talk over it, and then right, just focusing on the two things at once is like a, a thousand times harder than doing one or doing the other. You know, like uh, basically you feel like you gotta rehearse it like once just to figure out like what you're going to do and what you're going to say. And yeah. then the second time around, like it's actually going to be interesting. Otherwise, you're just like sitting there and you can't think of anything to say, or you're trying to talk and then you crash into the wall. <laughs> and either way, it's going to be awful for anybody trying to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever we've tried to do that, it always just devolves into us yelling at each other. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. exactly right so we'll do like a virtual track day every now and then and this was, was pre-covid the key to like it actually 
being successful from like a, an audience standpoint. I mean, like the 12 views speak for themselves, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but having a second person who's not driving, they can either like narrate or just shit talk like what the other person is doing. That's because Ian, Ian is a fantastic driver. I'm like he's, we go karting. He consistently beats me. Uh, he's a very, very good driver. He shuts up because he like locks in. That doesn't make a good podcast. That doesn't make a good YouTube video, right? So exactly. I have to be on the side, like being the crazy ginger, you know, like trying to, you know, rile them up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I already did one of those videos, uh, which was Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, which uh, is, they re-released it, but it came out like 10 years ago. Yeah. So I, yeah. I was already like super familiar with all of that. So I had stuff to say and I could also hold my own while I was doing it. There you go. And yeah. Then, and then I, I tried to record one earlier tonight, but I put it on and it's not something I had a ton of experience with. And then I <laughs> kind of had to shut it off because I realized like I wasn't making anything of quality. <laughs> I'll have to attempt that one again. But that's the thing, right? Like you have to write a bad song before you write a good one, right? Like you got to get that muscle memory up. Like when I listen to like our podcast this is episode, what, 281, like the sound of my own voice doesn't even rile me up anymore. Like it just sounds like just another person that I'm editing, you know? Yeah. 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 So that, that kind of stuff just gets built up over time. There's like, yeah. 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 I was watching, watching that movie, uh, marriage story the other the other day with my girlfriend and i heard uh like adam driver's uh voiceover at the beginning and i was like oh is that what i sound like to other people <laughs> <laughs> i feel like it's pretty close yeah 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 driver-esque yeah uh-huh. <laughs> yeah um Love it. so it, you wrote an article for car and driver about uh folks replicating hollywood's famous cars right uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it was actually all all one shop that did all the ones featured on the article. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's guy it, guy up in North Carolina. That's an amazing. And like from looking at the pictures and stuff, like they they do insane work. Um, yeah. but like we see like we see that so much throughout the automotive culture. Like it it is like the the movie themed car. Like it will be like picture perfect accuracy or just somebody that has just like vaguely made their car like they've slapped two jurassic park stickers on and like yeah. you know and i we're here for all of it like the entire spectrum of that kind of like movie tribute uh there was a white dodge magnum uh wagon in denver where we are uh mm. that was ghostbusters themed like that had like a bunch of stuff mm. on the roof yeah that car i think yeah. Unless it was another Dodge Magnum that they did up like Ghostbusters. Maybe, yeah. yeah. The Comic-Con in my city a couple years back, they had that Dodge Magnum, which I actually took a photo of it. Uh, I guess you could look at it and see if it's the same one. Yeah. In incredible. Uh, like, I, I love all that stuff. And I think it might just be Colorado, too. But, like, we've I've seen, I'm going to say, three different Jurassic Park mm -hmm. um Themed. Yeah, I've seen a, uh, I've seen an Explorer, not nearly as good as that. Yeah, uh, but there's a Jeep that's actually really good, mm -hmm. and then uh, there is a pickup the truck rolling around too, because it's pretty much just paint and then like some aftermarket off-road gear. Which, right. Uh, if you want to get it 
exactly correct. The off-road gear is actually difficult because it's all stuff that was made in the 90s. Right, the period but, stuff, right? But if you're not 100% accurate with that, like nobody is really going to notice unless they're a huge dork. Right. But yeah, the Explorer was super cool because they chopped the roof off and they put they put uh, TV screens in the front and back, which were like uh, period CRT yes. uh, monitors. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. And then... And then, you know, in the film, it's it's a self-driving car or it's supposed to be. They pretend like it is. Uh-huh. So in the so there's no uh, gauge pod in the movie car. So they actually deleted it on this car and they <laughs> replaced it with like a like digital cluster that you can pop in and out. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really yeah. cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, on the front of that too. There's like a, an old like security camera, which oh is, yeah, is yeah, like a CCTV thing. camera. Exactly. Oh right, yeah, because they yeah. had that on the in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I also I also put on YouTube a while back a walk around of uh, pretty much all of these that you can also check out. Amazing. Yeah, but that, that's really cool. is this, is this, Did you take all these photos stuff. at their shop? Was this? I I didn't take these particular photos. I took uh, some of my own, but it was uh, Mar- Mark Urbano. You can oh, see okay. under there. He's gotcha. he's uh you know he's been with Car and Driver for a while. He takes amazing stuff. Yeah, these are great. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Pretty much, pretty much every cover is like done by him. I'm pretty sure. Amazing. <laughs> the Blues Brothers car. Yeah, I love that one too. Which I I didn't get any footage of the donuts, unfortunately. <laughs> I left my so... video camera back in the warehouse in the back. <laughs> That's, That's so amazing. great. Yeah. Yeah. But he uh he he completely destroyed the tires doing that. Like once he was done, there was just wires left. <laughs> <laughs> hey, right? Freaking send it, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Worth it. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, and then, I mean, like, how can you see a DeLorean in your daily life and not think like of back to the future and want to wear a puffy red vest, right? Like, I mean, exactly. Right. I mean, there's some DeLorean nerds out there that kind of resent the popularity of back to the future, but obviously he isn't one of them. Right. And then, uh, yeah. And then the, the cool thing about the DeLorean as well is that he made sure to like seek out like all of the junk that they made the yeah. time traveler removed. He he like found exact copies of all of that. Uh pretty pretty much exact copies. Some of the stuff like he had to fabricate because it like didn't exist. Like the um the like vents and stuff, you know, you had to uh make those out of aluminum. But most most of it is just like uh equipment from like the sixties through the eighties that they just like bolted to the car and he had to track all that stuff down. That's amazing. That's so mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You can see the base, the base on the Mr. Fusion right there. Uh huh. Yeah. The, the one right there is made of plastic, but he casted it off of a, a hard drive for a missile guidance system from like <laughs> the sixties that the air force used. Yeah. And he showed me the actual original one that he has. No way! That's so great. So those are just cooling fins, then. Uh huh. Yeah, that's crazy. There's a lot of there's a lot of heat sinks and stuff on the car too. That that aesthetic I'm here for, right? Yeah, a passive cooling aesthetic. Yeah, everything looks cooler with heat sinks. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's true, right? 
Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Like the detail on the remote control is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's which, wild. Which the, the remote was basically just a, um, a helicopter like remote control from the 80s. And then they put a display on it. Nice. Amazing. Yeah. No, that's so great. That's so great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cars and movies, man. Like, you know, like we've, t- we've talked on the show about um, like the, the cars of the office uh cast members right that's exactly what i was going to say like the 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 thing that i like in storytelling is like when you can tell they thought about it you know like there's all there's lots of examples i think we can think of where you kind of the opposite of that where you're watching a movie and you get taken out of it because you're like that character would never drive that car especially when they they get the wrong period that kills it yeah right that's that's really bad but occasionally you'll be watching something and you'll be like oh that's really smart that they're driving that car like i think breaking bad um Mm -hmm. had great car pairings and then the office was fantastic with that right yeah yeah. do you have any do you have any uh things that you think of like uh as far as like pop culture uh you know either television or movies where a character's driving a car and either it's a horrendous mismatch or you're like oh no that like gets to something about that character yeah have have you either of you seen the show veronica mars i have not i have not i'm well, aware the, of it yeah in in veronica mars like she she drives like a 90 96 maybe there it is oh the chrysler Christ lebaron okay which is is great because she's living in like she's going to like a rich school but she of course she's not rich so she has a terrible lebaron uh but then then like the the preppy kid drives like a like one of those like like uh i don't know what color you call it like electric yellow like nissan xterra which is oh. perfect for that okay like yep classic like california douchebag car yeah okay yeah, oh sure yep you, there it is yep okay yeah okay yeah, it's got like the snorkel on it too. <laughs> nice. Right. And it's always like pristine, clean. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, nice. I get it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um yeah. so the, the other thing sorry, go ahead. In the in the new season, she also drives like a, a Hyundai Tiburon, which is a great upgrade, I guess. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I would rather have a Tiburon than a than a LeBaron. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> But it's kind of a weird lateral move, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I mean, and how can we like forget like Vanilla Ice and the Fox Body Mustang, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just like blazed into our memories, unfortunately. Fortunately, unfortunately. You know? Fortunately. Vanilla Ice was a little bit before me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm I'm dating myself as the oldest one on the podcast this evening. (laughs) I wasn't allowed to listen to Vanilla Ice. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to transition us into uh, our kind of like signature game that we play on the show, FMK Cars. So it's based on kind of just the classic game of, fa- of Fuck, Mary Kill, but we play it with cars instead of people because we're nice. Um, this one, I'm going to bring it back to cars, but I was inspired to write this one because... Um, I went to go see a concert. I went to go see Gary Newman, um, mm-hmm. who is famous for writing the song Cars. 
Um, but now, if anyone who doesn't know, is a like kind of like a hardcore like industrial act. Um, so he, he's very, very heavy industrial music, and he, you know, is head to toe in leather with a lot of eye makeup and like every smoke machine in a five state area on the stage. Right. And he was coming on the show. He he was into his first number, and there was just like so much smoke and so much like strobe light and so much like raw menace. And I turned to my friend and I was like. Um, this is like five minutes before Blade shows up because at the beginning mm-hmm. of Blade, there's that like rave and then the blood comes from the, the thing. And that was the vibe of that moment. And so I decided, Matrix. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I was like, I'm going to write an FMK cars that the catch with the cars is there's a vibe from a movie. Okay. So this one's, this one's called hold on a second. Red foam, industrial influenced house music, strobe lights, craze dancing. Oh shit, Blade's about to show up, isn't he? Cars with a movie setup trope twist. So this is gonna be the first act of a movie, a trope from the from that part of the movie. Okay. All right. So the the first car is a Maserati Quattroporte. Any generation you want. Mm-hmm. The mood in the car is the getting the band back together phase of every heist movie. Also, you have to make six stops before you get to any destination to pick up passengers. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's the vibe in the car. The next car is a Mercedes S500. Uh, you're in is the that beginning. Dumping a body vibe. No. <laughs> that, that's a good vibe. Yeah. <laughs> you're in the beginning of a Judd Apatow movie. Okay. When the male protagonist is being shown as immature with his idiot friends before he's tamed by the female lead. Mm. Okay. All right. Okay. And then the last one is an Alpina B7. Again, I'll give you any generation you want. It's a music biopic. Do you say biopic or biopic? Eh, depends on the mood, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go biopic. I'm going biopic tonight. It's a biopic night. It's All a right. music biopic. And you... And you're just about to give up on the grind right before being discovered. You are having a fight with your first wife in the car. Because I always, mm. you know, get it. it's the first wife. All right. So those are your, those are your three choices. All right. Mm. Not too familiar with all these cars, honestly. I'm pretty poor, but. <laughs> I have driven zero of these cars, but I yeah. have very strong opinions yeah, yeah. about all of them. The, the B7. <laughs> Uh, this is the did, internet. Did the B seven ever have the V ten in it? I think, um, I, I think, don't think it did. I think I they stuck know. with a V eight. Yeah, the V eight and possibly forced induction. Induction. And the later ones, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would probably, I would probably want to crush the uh, the Quattroporte because who needs that? And then I'd. I'd keep the Mercedes around, and then I'd I'd want to go in for a romp in the B seven. Okay. Okay. All right. So, all right, Dave. Dave, what would you do? I like. I like the getting the band back together vibe. Like, I'd probably pick more on vibe than I would car. Um, and I would deal with the <laughs> the the Quattroporte because you'd need that like that cheerleading 
getting the band back together vibe to well put, and all those all those people to help push i was just gonna say to, to push the car to the down the road yes thank you yes and then for some reason like i really like these big slabs of mercedes benz is like i don't know why i know it would be a horrible decision and the air suspension would be a nightmare and all of that stuff but i like i don't know i want to live that life for one day right yeah yeah like that's that's what i would want you know just a just a, a taste an amuse bouche of of mercedes-benz you know s-class life like that yeah what what about you ian what's your you're not a I mean, you're not a band back together vibe kind of guy no but i am a, Merce- a maserati quattroporte kind of guy so i'll deal i'll just wear earplugs and ignore everybody um <laughs> And I'll deal with that, and they can just help fix the car when it breaks. And then I'm going to crush the Mercedes, mm. uh, and uh, I I have to try out the the Alpina because I've been obsessed with those cars for like as long as I can remember. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. put their name on anything, and we're listening. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I've I've got to be living in like the Quattroporte capital of the world, honestly. Really. Like, yeah, here to Charlotte, like this is Quattroporte territory, and it's it's always like a ninety-year-old black woman who's got like the church hat on, like at all times. Yes. <laughs> yeah they they have every Quattroporte. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's so interesting because we don't see them that often up here. No, mm-hmm. and we have an odd car scene in Denver. It's pretty bananas. Yeah, yeah. like we okay. see Fiskers every now and then. You know, yeah, I've I've seen a couple of Fiskers around here too, but yeah. So for like a Gran Turismo, it's like uh, some George Clooney looking guy on his way to a golf course. If it's a Quattroporte, then it's a ninety year old black lady on her way to church. That is that is a vibe I'm into. That is awesome. Oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. We in one of our previous episodes, we we formulated uh, like a mental health self assessment for us for ian and i as and mm-hmm. we used how close we were to buying a craigslist quattro porte as <laughs> as an indicator of our mental health at the current time <laughs> we're working yeah. on some flow charts i got a lot of like sketchy whiteboard drawings yeah <laughs> so i mean i'm not away with like a, a trans am or something of that okay <laughs> like 80s trans am or like we talking like uh, force like, like the ram air which yeah. one like okay. the 90s mm-hmm. yeah. okay gotcha which what i actually want to do is get one of those uh 3.8 v6 camaros and just like slap a turbo on it and see what happens <laughs> <laughs> it's the underwear gnomes episode of south park like yeah. 3.8 plus turbo <laughs> <laughs> also i don't know if anyone has ever said like such a delightfully crazy sentence in such a like just very straight down the middle delivery (laughs) like i just want to see what happens i love it i'm into it talon i'll just get the cheapest turbo i can and then if it if it just pops then yeah i paid like a thousand dollars for it anyway who cares right right and those 3.8 motors i mean like one of us probably has one within like two miles of our house right now. Like it is yeah. in a oh. junkyard for like 50 bucks Less right now. There's probably one in like 50 yards from me, which it, I, I owned an Impala that had that 3.8 in it. And I, 
Okay. I love that car. It was an awful car, but I loved it. I did not change the oil in that car for as long as I owned it. I owned it for about three years. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, what year Impala was this? 2000. So like the first year of like the front wheel drive. Oh, okay. Also oh, known okay. as the golden age of General Motors. Yeah. Which what everyone calls it. Great, great car would do front wheel drive burnouts all day until I actually put new tires on it. And then suddenly it wouldn't do burnouts. <laughs> I can't imagine the connection there. <laughs> I ha- I don't see how either of these things are related. Yeah, exactly. Um, mine, mine was the maroon one right there, but it yes. had much worse paint. Okay. Uh, it had like the knockoff like SS wheels on it that had fake carbon fiber in the hubcaps, which I oh. love. But yeah i i did not change the oil i i would dump like a fresh cord in it like every five or six months <laughs> right yeah if you burn it off fast enough then you don't have to exactly. change it exactly right, right. and right. somehow the head gaskets went i don't know what happened that, that's, that's a mystery it's a mystery <laughs> so so give us some more uh give us some more car history like you're you're painting a very interesting picture right now yeah, well, that that was my first car, and since then I've only had my Honda Pilot, which is, uh, you know, it's completely, uh, what do you call it? It's un uninteresting, I guess, with the Honda Pilot because I just crank it and it starts. So right, right. I mean, yeah. there is an aspect of your life where you don't want to have to like you know worry about that kind of stuff, right? So yeah, you've exactly. got you have a Honda Pilot, right? Like, I mean, there are a dime a dozen here in in Denver for sure yeah mm-hmm. everywhere yeah right um okay okay so besides a a, a chinesium turboed 3.8 liter trans am like what else do you have your sights on like what do you what do you pine for couple things my like forever car that i want is like a not not like showroom quality but i want a decently nice 1985 supra Okay. That maybe maybe I'll put an engine swap in it, like a one JZ turbo, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. But I mean the 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 rest I would probably leave uh, relatively stock. Sure. I mean you can't you can't uh, easily modify these things. Like you need to custom make a lot of stuff. But I I just love the design of that car. Yeah. It's like it's it's basically like a Japanese fox body, and I I love the look of it, um, which I. When I was like 12 or 13, I saw one of these in a field listed for $3,000. And I was like, oh, I need that car. And uh, not $3,000 anymore. <laughs> no, no, they're no, not. No. They're super cool, though. I also mm-hmm. really love the the Celicas from like the a few years before this, like the late 70s. Yeah, yeah. Celicas yeah. are just so rad looking. I, mm-hmm. the I Cel- had a Celica was mostly the same, but it had a different front end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a boss that had this Supra and this was in, this was in 2005 and he was still driving it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think he may have been close to the original owner. He had had it forever. And honestly, like, I'm not kidding. He didn't change the oil in that either. He just had the filter changed and he kept adding oil. Right. And, it was full of muffin wrappers and stuff like that. Like just 
the pa- like the daily pastry shop coffee run just stayed in the footwell and finally it was it had like over 200 some odd thousand miles it was on its original set of brakes because all he did was downshift and and he's he finally traded that in for a toyota sequoia (laughs) (laughs) that's so crazy Well, oh, yeah. But that was probably long, like long enough ago where that was like on the bubble between like there's that interesting thing that happens where it goes from like being just like someone's old car to mm-hmm. someone looking at it and going like, what are you doing? Yeah, it was yeah, exactly. definitely the former. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But as, as far as another project I would love to do, a cheap project is to take uh, take like a cheapest uh like new edge mustang i can find v6 uh hopefully with a manual and then dump that engine out of it uh find a uh, wrecked lincoln mark 8 in a junkyard somewhere yeah you yeah, know where i'm going with this i yeah. do because the mark 8 has the double dual overhead cam don't say double overhead cam because some commenter will rip you in half <laughs> dual overhead cam <laughs> it's happened to me <laughs> it no. had the dual overhead cam four valve V eight, which was the pretty much the only application of that at the time. And it it makes like three hundred horsepower. So just stuff that in there, and you got basically a Mach one for no money. Right. Yeah. yeah. Also, how sweet does one of them look on bags like hard parked? <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. No, like I've always and admi- I've always thought these cars. Cars were cool. That was like very much like when I was in high school, like the cool kids' dads had these cars, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh Ian, you and I saw one at a at a chump car race, right? It was Oh right. Yeah. It, it was doing quite well. Like it, it was fast. Yeah. <laughs> they they yeah. take all the weight out of it and it was it was pretty quick. Yeah. 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 I actually I did a vlog which I just uploaded today about factory sleeper cars, and I put that I one it. on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you watched that one? Yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think I have a factory sleeper. I have a two thousand eight uh, Lexus LS four sixty that is debadged. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 And I, I, I was going to tell Ian the story on another episode, but I actually had someone try to race me recently, and <laughs> like try to street race me, like. I call it, it like I I'm very much an old man. And so it is my old man sedan, my older man sedan. I had an infinity before that. Right. That was the original old man sedan. But like I was driving, we did a, I work for a, I work in healthcare. I'm an IT guy for healthcare. We did a big uh, vaccine clinic at, uh, at Coors field here in Denver. And so I was going to help out with the vaccine clinic and I was driving down the road at like four forty-five in the morning there's no one on the highway. It's like 65 mile an hour speed limit. And so, and I'm going, I'm so tired and the caffeine hasn't hit yet. I'm going like five to 10 miles an hour under the speed limit in my old man sedan. So I am, I'm out super early in the morning. It's not even light yet. I'm in an old man car and I'm going under the speed limit, right? Mm-hmm. And this what guy- you don't know, what you don't know, Dave, is that Every night, every morning, while you're asleep at 4:30 in the morning, your Lexus goes out on its own <laughs> and just goes to an old country buffet at five miles an hour under the speed limit, and then just drives back, and it just makes it back before you're up. 
<laughs> you know, that makes a lot of sense. That's a yeah, a lot of things fitting together. But like I had this guy like in a Cadillac CTSV sedan pull up next to me. Like <laughs> I heard him downshift twice, like bah, bah, and then take off. Like <laughs> and I just sat there in my my straight up sleeper that could probably take him or at least run with it, right? It didn't sound supercharged. Maybe and CTSV you could keep yeah, up with. Right. And like yeah. I'm not gonna do anything, dude. Like, yeah, like this, like I just let my sleeper be a sleeper, like <laughs> right now, you know? Which, yeah. Which that the first gen CTSV was kind of a sleeper too, because it looked like just a standard right. car, but it had a LS three in it, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Before they did the supercharged ones. Right, right. Yeah. No, this guy had like probably the I don't know if it was a real carbon fiber hood or a vinyl wrapped carbon hood, whatever. It was you know, it was dark. I couldn't tell. It was like, all right, dude, like whatever. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. What do you, yeah. what do you, like, I couldn't be, I couldn't present as more of an old man at that moment than if I had an old country buffet in the car and somebody's trying to raise me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, yeah. Love, love factory sleepers. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was interesting that you had the Mazda 6 on there. We've been talking to to folks about the Mazda 6, the Speed 6 quite a bit. Yeah, we just had somebody on um who who just recently replaced one. Um, yeah. Yeah. This. Which which the the Speed 3 was like my dream car in high school. Uh and now that I've done that video, it's I kind of kind of reignited that passion, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've, I've I don't heard know both if you've those because so many of those have been trashed, but was, right. maybe I can find one. Yeah, if you could find one stock, it would be interesting. It was yeah. so those two cars had the same engine and right. transmission, right? But then the the Speed Six was all wheel drive. The Speed Six was like weirdly boring to drive. Um, oh yeah, it was fast, but it, like it was not exciting. Like it did not feel exciting at all. But the the speed three was bonkers and yeah, it was like, yeah, so much torque steer. Like, I mean, it was like almost undrivable, but it was hilarious. It, it was, I mean, uh, I think at the time I was looking at that car. I was also looking at the car, my car that I bought. Cause this was like a first gen Mazda speed three. So I have an, a 2004, um, R32. Mm -hmm. Um, and this was like in 2010 I was shopping. So it was between that and like a Focus ST and like the Mazda Speed 3. I was driving like all of those like hatchback specialty ones I could find. And the Mazda Speed 3 was definitely the worst car of all of them, but maybe the most fun. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah. it was not like I think if I was on a track, I would not be fast in that car compared to. Mm -hmm the focus or my car yeah. but for a daily that you can romp every once in a while i think it's just Absolutely. fine yeah, yeah it's hilarious which, yeah which i i actually i got i got like a, a sim wheel recently and i i drove like the mazda speed 3 and forza and the impressive thing was that they totally modeled the torque steer like it'll just <laughs> <laughs> dart, like, dart that's awesome I, yeah. yeah i mean like my love affair with that car started, which my 
my uh, my father, he had a new edge Mustang and pretty pathetic because he was like, I don't know, 40, 42 at the time. And he was like drag racing kids like <laughs> downtown in Idaho. There's and, a phrase uh, for that. <laughs> what the phrase it? Arrested Development? That <laughs> yeah, was a midlife crisis. But... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he had this new Edge Mustang. It was the two-valve, not a lot of power. Um, but yeah, we we happened upon this Mazda 3, and it just blew the doors off of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Yeah. And that's that's when I started liking that car. <laughs> yeah, That's like the opening scene in your biopic or biopic. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I dig it. No. I like how Dave, I admire your restraint with without with uh for not going like let's unpack that. <laughs> Which part of it? <laughs> I, I fell in love with the car when it beat my dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what were you and your dad out doing? Uh just uh, you know, looking at metaphors. Just looking at metaphors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah why do you have that mark on your head from symbolism smacking us straight in the head <laughs> yeah. yeah i like that no that's that is uh that's a, almost a freudian event like that is a that is awesome yeah i hadn't thought of it that way <laughs> you've come to the wrong place <laughs> tainting cherished memories the apex adjacent podcast. Right here. yeah yeah <laughs> yep. Yeah, just slide your copay, you know, yeah, into our Twitter DMs. <laughs> yeah. No, that's I don't know, like the 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 Speed 3 like Ian when I was when I was shopping for the Infinity, you were trying to get me to take a look at those, you know, and and kind of relive the hatchback, but I I took a decidedly old man turn and picked up the M45. So, you know, yeah. I don't know. I also- like them. Yeah, I was just gonna say that shopping process was crazy because you were cross shopping some just like truly insane things because it was like, and truly you were considering like M forty five Infinity or Mazda Speed three, which like, right? How many people cross shopped those cars for the same purchase decision? One. One (laughs) That's okay. That's all right. Yeah, we all we all go through our process. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, you guys, I think, I think we done did a car show that was, this was actually more car focused than most of our shows end up being. <laughs> oh, yeah. And this one was ostensibly about movies. So we, we, we did a good job. Um, Talon, is there anything that you would like to point the people to maybe a, a Twitter feed or a YouTube channel? Oh yeah. Just, you know, motor friend, youtube uh same same thing on twitter and instagram i just had to put an underscore in the middle because other people had stuff that like don't even have existing accounts but i can't do anything about it but yeah so go there uh drive-in theater uh reviews check them out motorfriend.net yeah yeah i mean you can click on that it's bad (laughs) yes i'm here for it I designed I designed that website in 2017, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna make it bad on purpose." And then I never changed it. So, yeah, no, it's it's giving me vaporwave vibes, and I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I, I reposted the car and driver one there, but I 
I, I had like a bunch of like phony articles on here that I just made for jokes. And that that was like how I, I got started actually, because one of the writers with the drive saw that and was like, Hey, you you're good with words. Come hop on in. And then I wrote stories for the drive for like a year after that. So nice. Right on. Every, every opportunity I've got, I just like fell into even the car and driver thing. Like I just sent like one DM and that's how I got into that. <laughs> All right. Well, had we known it was then, that simple. And then I apply for like real positions and never hear back. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. we can relate to that. We can yeah. relate to. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, Folks, definitely go check out uh, Talon and his uh, his Twitter feed, which is great, and uh, also the YouTube channel. Um, in the meantime, we love you, everyone. Goodbye. All right. Have a good night.